And it's always wonderful to be with the people of God. Um, as leaders, Josh, Shah, Tuela, and Co., and the other people, you know, our goal is to serve you. You know, like Jesus said, I've not come to be served, but to serve. We are here to serve you. That's our responsibility. And what do we mean by that? To serve you, to empower you, to train you, to equip you so that you can serve God. So we want to serve you, and we also want you to serve God. So we have a responsibility towards you. You also have a responsibility towards God. And that's how we work together as God's family. Where everybody is empowered. Where everybody is doing something for God. Where everybody is advancing God's kingdom in, in his or our own little way. And you see, God has given us the measure of gift. And that's why we can come together. We should always embrace coming together, meeting together, so that we can get, let me say, strategy for making that happening. Vision, you know, we can pray for one another. We can talk with one another. We can cry with one another. You can't believe that. We can laugh with one another. So you see, all those things that happen in the family, it happens there too. So this is a wonderful place to be. Now, we've been talking about the fact that we should slow down. Now, we are in a generation that is so fast. That everything is fast. Even if you want food, you get fast food. I can't believe that even Costa Coffee, they make fast Costa Coffee. <laughs> they drive through. The rate of acceleration in technological advancement in the past 10 years baffles me so much that I don't know what is going to happen in another 15 years. Everybody is trying to invent and innovate something that will just keep us preoccupied. Sometimes, even as students, when you are serious, you are on your computer, and then you are doing your work, something will just pop up to divert your attention to breaking news. And we have technology everywhere now, smart technology. Even motorway, we have smart motorway. Can you imagine? Everything is smart. <laughs> That's the kind of world we live in. The other thing I also discovered that is that even if you don't want to be smart, if you don't want to be fast, it's very difficult because the system is so much organized that you've got to be fast. You've got to be here at work at 8 o'clock. This will happen, this will happen. You get back home, you have to do this, you have to do this. Everything the system is designed to make you work the system is designed to make you, you know, they will take the last drop of blood out of you. Should I even tell you? The system is so designed that you even have little time for yourself to look after yourself. Even when you are poorly and you are not feeling too well, you know, what do you do? You still struggle to go to work. 
when you should be resting. Because you are just, you've been calculating what is the consequence of what I'm doing. Now, let's leave other people out of it now. Do you know how many decisions you make every day? Do you know? Guess. 35,000 decisions that you make every day. To put your hand there now is a decision. <laughs> to look at me is a decision. To nod your head is a decision. To drink that uh, water now is a decision. <laughs> to put the cup, 35, they calculated, 35,000 decisions we make. Some has great consequences. Some. So even the decisions we make, you know, we have to make decisions almost every second. I don't know whether this happens in your family. Even when we go on holiday, we say it's holiday. If you are in my family, my wife wants us to wake up at 6. We'll go sightseeing. We come back so tired. The next day, we'll also go sightseeing. I'm saying, so even holiday, you are not, you are not resting. You are still very active. So I, I told my wife, we are supposed to be on holiday to be resting. I want to get up anytime I want to. Just relax. No, my wife will say, well, we are going to miss that museum. We need to take the kids out. So you are on holiday. You are still working. It's not a rest. <laughs> so we've decided that one day we'll go out. The other day we'll slow down. <laughs> it is important that we slow down. If we get caught up with this fast-paced system and life. Many times we take decisions that doesn't really, I'm saying sometimes, that affect us. And because God loves us so much, he's deliberately telling us to slow down. So I want us to just look at um, Moses and then, if we have time, we'll look at Jesus, and then we'll see how that applies to us. So, let's look at Exodus chapter 24. Exodus chapter 24. The Bible says, Then the Lord said, to Moses, come up to the Lord, you and Aaron and Nadab and Abihu, and 70 of the elders of Israel. You are to worship at a distance, but Moses alone is to approach the Lord. The others must not come near, and the people may not come up with him. When Moses went, and told the people all the Lord's word and laws. They responded with one voice. Everything the Lord had said, we will do. Moses then wrote down everything the Lord had said. He got up early in the morning and built an altar at the foot of the mountain and set up 12 pillars, of, 12 pillars representing the 12 tribes of Israel. I want us to just jump to <clears throat> verse 9. Moses and Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, and the 70 elders of Israel went up and saw the God of Israel. The first thing I want to say is that 
as children of God, when we slow down, it's a time, you know, <laughs> the Bible says nobody has seen God. But the Bible says these people, they saw the God of Israel. I don't know your interpretation of meeting God, slowing down with God. I don't know what it means. But all I can say is have an encounter with God. You may not see God face to face, but there was something they experienced that could translate into the fact that, oh, I met God. I saw God. Yo, when I was in that meeting, I, you, I know, I know I met with God. So the first thing I'm saying is when we are slowing down as children of God, especially with our Father, we should be able to say, wow, something happened to me. Something changed in my life. I saw God. I encountered God. I touched God. I met with God. There was, there, I, I, I had a fellowship with God. These people had that experience. And I want to suggest, you shouldn't just make it once in a year. Let's make it an habit. But that cannot, can you see, you know, if you read from verse 1, can you see all the processes God said today, do this, do this, do this. So even meeting with God to slow down is intentional. And saw the God of Israel. Under his feet was something like a pavement made of lapis lazuli, as bright blue as the sky. But God did not raise his hand against these leaders of Israel. They saw God and they ate and drank. What's the next thing? Apart from encountering God that I discovered, there is something about God that leaves an indelible mark upon our lives, that shows you who God is, that will be part of you permanently, and you can grow in that revelation every time. So it's not just meeting with God. These people, they met with God, but they could say, but they could say well, we saw this pavement. I understand that a little bit of that lapis lazuli is about, uh, is it 15,000 pounds? They use it with earring. It's like a blue something. It, it was, they were just describing what they saw. It wasn't really, it was an expensive stone. You know, when I was growing up, this is one of the reasons why I, I know that God heals. When I was poorly, I said, well, God, you say if you lay your hands on the sick, they will recover. So I laid hands on myself. And I wanted to see whether with fever I was shivering and I lay hands on myself, honestly, 1979. When I lay hands on myself, my fever went instantly, my cold went instantly, and I just jumped up, and it was as if everything was normal. Since that day, nobody can convince me that God doesn't heal. It, so I had an encounter with God that I've taken with me, and I've seen people healed since then. So when we slow down, what is that thing about God that we can take with us, that will encourage us, that will propel us, that will inspire us, that will make us to, to advance in the purposes or in the purpose and purposes of God to advance his kingdom? So these people, they say, we have a testimony. We saw something about God. 
Can you imagine the Bible says they ate and drank with God? I don't know whether God has mouth. <laughs> but it was their experience. So when you hear some people telling testimonies, they will say, well, in fact, when we saw God, it was like he, as if he was coming down and he put his hand around me and he just hugged me. This was what this kind of people are saying. That God hurt with us. What is your experience with God? It can only take place when we slow down to meet him. So verse, verse 12 says, The Lord said to Moses, Come up to me on the mountain and stay there. <laughs> so when we say slow down, you know, sometimes when you are driving, something happens and you slow down. Within one second, you just pick up again. That's not what I'm saying. So the slow down we are talking about is settle down. Settle down and just be there. Please take note of this instruction because later on you will see the consequence of God saying this to Moses. And probably Moses didn't understand this, but please follow me. Verse 12 says, the Lord said to Moses, come up to me on the mountain. Stay there. That's the instruction. Just stay there. And I will give you the tablets of stone with the law and commandments I have written for their instruction. Then Moses went with Joshua and did all those things. Verse 15. When Moses went up on the mountain, the cloud covered it. Please, there's something in verse 13, because I, I will tie all these things up. Then Moses set out with Joshua, his aide, and Moses went up on the mountain of God. He said to the elders, wait here for us until we come back to you. Aaron and all are with you, and anyone involved in a dispute can go to them. What's the next thing I want to say? Did you see that the elders and these 70 people, they gathered together, they met with God, they discussed with God. There is a time when we need to slow down as a church, all of us as a corporate body. So there are times when we call for prayers, like we're even talking about this prayer course. Let's study it together. What is prayer? What, what, what's the meaning of prayer? What does prayer mean? So as a corporate body, there is a place for that. We can eat, we can drink, we can relate with God, we can, you know, we can meet with God together as a corporate body. And God loves that. So sometimes we say, let's fast together during this week. Let's pray together. That is valid as a church. But later, God now said, no, just let them stay. Let them wait here for us until we come back to you. So I saw a corporate gathering together, slowing down. And I also saw an individual slowing down. When Moses went up on the mountain, the Lord covered it. And the glory of the Lord settled on Mount Sinai. Hmm. Wow, this is, this is so interesting to me. Do you know one of the things I discovered so much when we slow down? We begin to calculate that if I'm not there, something will go wrong. God said, okay, Moses, I know there are millions of people waiting for you to settle their, their cases and their dispute, uh, dispute. Don't worry. Just leave them. Let the elders, let them take care. There are times when you need to leave some important things to, that you are doing in order to slow down. 
and meet with God. There are many things we are worried, we are worried about. We are thinking if I'm not there, this thing will not work out well. When you are meeting with God, when you are slowing down, leave it to others to do. That's the process of slowing down. Slowing down becomes difficult. When what we need to do, we are not delegated this to some other people. Or we are not intentional. You know, should I give you a good news? Should I give you a good news? 85% of what you worry about will never happen. Some of those things that we are getting worried and, you know, about... Research shows that 85% of them would never happen. If, I don't, if I'm not there, oh, something will not happen. Can you see? This was ministry. And God said, no, come up to me. Let the others deal with all the issues. Now, when Moses went up, that was another drama that I saw. When Moses went up on the mountain, the cloud covered it. And the glory of the Lord settled on Mount Sinai. Hear this. For six days, the cloud covered the mountain. And on the seventh day, the Lord called to Moses from within the cloud. Did you notice that Moses was on the mountain for six days and God did not speak to him? Excuse me, what will you do? You are intentional. You've prepared yourself. You've settled every case. And you're saying, oh, I'm going to meet with God. And you got there, God did not say anything. Second day, God did not say anything. Third day, excuse me, if, if it was me, I would, I would feel frustrated. I've prepared all this while. For three days, four days, five days, nothing. I'm saying, God, I thank you, you have heard. I would just pray, Lord God, thank you, you are a good God. I've met with you, and I go back. Did you see what Moses said? Unless God does something to me, unless I have an encounter, unless I, I get some instruction from you, I'm not leaving. And should I quickly tell you? I suspect there are two reasons why God did not say anything to Moses. He wanted him to cool down. Do you know some of us, we are so active that to stop thinking about what is happening down there is so difficult. Even sometimes when we want to pray, I don't know whether you are like me sometimes. I want to pray. As soon as I want to start praying, I will just remember, mm, are you sure you've, the iron is not on? <laughs> then, <laughs> if you are watching a film, nothing will remind you that whether the iron was on or not. But it's like, oh, go and check because you could burn down the whole house. Then you stand up from where you are praying and you go and check and you discover the iron was not on and you settled again. And then just as you are starting to pray, Something we just say, mm, are you really sure that uh, some of those few things you need to get together, you don't, you don't even know where some of those books are. Why don't you check? It's just to make you to be in a hurry so that when you finish, you know, something will convince you. You are praying, I'm talking about you are praying with God and in your head you are calculating things. Then sometimes that's when you remember, oh, your sister in London. Then your friend, your best friend in America who is about to get married, you are, but you are praying. Did you see how things cloud our mind in the place of prayer? 
So God wanted Moses to settle down. So anything you want to think about, just think about them. You will be thinking about the leaders. You will be thinking about the people. Will they not be misbehaving? So you know what I discovered about slowing down? It's we have to be proactive about it. We have to be proactive about it. If we are not deliberate, slowing down becomes difficult, especially in a system where everybody is going so fast. And the Bible says, that's one of the things I discovered. (laughs) When God meets with us, he speaks to us. And the Bible says, God spoke to Moses on the seventh day within the cloud. I saw something with Jesus and his disciples. Let's, let's read it together. So I'm going to the New Testament now. I'll finish with Moses. Mark chapter 1. Jesus, I saw Jesus practicing this. So I'm just going to jump a few verses. I will land in verse 35. But when you read from verse 29, you will see Jesus was so busy In verse 30, the Bible says, Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with fever. And they immediately told Jesus about her. So he went to her, took her hand, and helped her up. The fever left her, and she began to wait on them. Did you see Jesus? Pastoral visit. Healing people. After that, that evening, immediately after that, that same evening, after sunset, the people brought to Jesus all the sick and demon-possessed. Did you see his activities? The whole town gathered at the door. Excuse me, for the whole town to gather at your door. Is that not somebody who is quite busy? And Jesus healed many who had various diseases. He also drove out many demons. But he would not let the demons speak because they knew who he was. Verse 35. If it was me, I would say, well... I've ministered a lot. I've been so busy. It's been a stressful week. And I've been working for God. God, I thank you for using, uh, using me. At least let me just uh, take one or two days off and then just relax. That's not what I saw with Jesus. Immediately the next morning, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Jesus doesn't neglect slowing down from activities to hear God. That was the principle I found with Jesus. You know why? You know when God speaks to you, when God speaks to you, you know it's God and you act immediately. There are times my wife will be telling me, look, that... um, Will you help us the, the, the screw? It could be a chair. Uh, could you help us just screw it together? It's getting loose now. I'll say, okay, I will do it. One week, I will not, probably I've forgotten. Three weeks, nothing. Then I will just say one day, it's like God speaking to me, Kofu, your wife has been telling you to fix that thing, and you have not fixed it. You know, I don't leave it for another one second. Immediately, I will go and fix it. When God speaks to you, you know it's God. People might have been saying so many things to you and you might be saying to them, no, what are you saying? What are you saying? I can't take this from you. But when it's God, that's why you need to spend time with God. 
with how Jesus was busy, he still found time to spend time with God. Now, he now told the disciples, and I like this, I call it times of refreshing with his disciples. After this, I, I, I want us to pray a prayer. You know, when I was growing up, I think when I was 20, between 20, 25, 26, I used to pray this prayer to God. <clears throat> and that was when I learned how to take time out, take time off, slow down, and just be there with God. I used to tell God, God, please don't let me go too far in my mistakes before you pull me back. Don't let me go too far. Do anything. Just pull me back. And I learned that lesson in those days. You know, in those days, about 20 years ago, we only had A to Z. No sat-nav. So my wife and I were supposed to be going to London. And we took off from Manchester, A to Z, in front of the dashboard. And I was so happy. So we went on M56. But you know, on M56, I don't know whether it's Junction 7, we need to exit M56, and that will take us to M6, isn't it? And you go to London. We just continued on M56. My wife said, oh, I think we have missed the way. I said, no, we've not missed the way. Let's just keep going. We kept going. By the time I knew it, we were in Wales. <laughs> I have, we have to drive back before we went on our journey. But that's something to laugh about. It's, but can you imagine making major decisions in life? So that's why I keep saying to God, please don't let me go too far and bring me back. Because you will have, can you imagine we've wasted fuel, my concentration level, my energy, we've wasted time. So I said, God, don't let me get to, I don't know, whether France, <laughs> before, before you take me back. So let's see what Jesus said to his disciples. Mark chapter 6, verse 30. The apostles gathered around Jesus. That's what we should learn how to do. Let's gather around our maker, our Lord, our Father. Let's make it an habit, a habit. To come round to Jesus. Let's find time for him. So when they got round to Jesus, what did they do? They reported, they reported to him all they had done and taught. They reported their mistakes. They reported what they have said. You know, that's the time to, to how do we call it? Unbottle. On, onboarding, thank you. Unboarding it to Jesus. Some of us, we keep our burden to ourselves. And you carry it for days. You are at work and your manager offended you. And was very nasty to you. <laughs> you know what you should do? Go and report it to Jesus. And you say to Jesus, is this how my manager should be treating me? And when Jesus speaks to you, and Jesus says, Actually, you told me some few months ago that you want to learn how to be patient. Actually, I'm using her to teach you patience. 
do you notice that your reaction will be different? When God speaks to you concerning certain situation, oh, people you, people that becomes who are offending you, you will just see them as God using them to bless you. So they reported everything they did to Jesus. Then because so many people were coming and going, did you see even in the New Testament, the, the disciples were so active, they were going in, they were coming out with various activities that they did not even have a chance to eat. He said to them, come up with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. God is saying, come and get some rest with me. Slow down. Learn how to slow down. And spend time with your father. So what's our prayer? What's my prayer? And I want us to do this before I close. I want us to pray together on this. Psalm 25. Psalm 25. Please, if you have your Bible or if you have it on your phone, Please, I want you to open to it because we're going to use this. You're going to pray this for yourself. Psalm 25. The Psalm of David. Do we have it on the slide? NIV says, show me your ways, Lord. We're going to pray, Lord God, I want to slow down. I want, to, I want you to show me. I want to see. I want eyes to see. Show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth. And teach me. For you are God my Savior. And my hope is in you all day long. So those three things. Show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth. And teach me. Do we have the next, I think there should be another slide. The message translation says, show me how you walk. I like that. So when we are saying, God, how do you walk? God, show me how you walk. School me in your ways. I want to learn, Lord. Take me by the hand. Lead me down the path of truth. You are my savior, aren't you? So let's go back to the other slide. So can we just rise up together? I want you to pray that prayer for yourself. The Lord God, please show me your way. Give me eyes to see. I don't want to miss it again, Lord God. Teach me. I have a teachable heart. I want you to speak to me. I want to encounter you afresh. That will leave something. You know, I don't want to be a Christian that is up today, down tomorrow. But I want you to do something in my life that will count as an encounter that I can grow in, Lord God. Teach me, Lord. Guide me. I know there are so many ways I can take. I take 35,000, make 35,000 decisions every day. But guide me. I need your guidance. Let's pray on that for one minute, and then I will round up. Just pray. Just pray in your heart. Pray.
Lord God, that is our prayer today. Uh, I want you to show us your ways. Lord God. I want you to show us how you walk, Lord. Because you are our Father. If you don't show us how do we, we're going to miss the way. We therefore say, Lord God, we're going to slow down. We want to come up to you. We want to encounter you afresh. Lord, we, want, we want to come round to you and just report to you, give you the report of what we have done and what we have taught and what we have said and even our behavior so that you can change us can change our character. Teach us your paths, Lord, because we know when you teach us, Lord God, God, we are saying tonight that we have listening ears, Lord. Just teach us, Lord God. We are there to hear. We are hearing from you, Lord God. If you don't speak to us, Lord God, we're going to miss it. And Lord God, we say, guide us. Even if we are about to make a mistake, Lord God, bring us back so that we can follow your ways, Lord. Thank you because we are in that place where we want you to do it regularly with us. Set an alarm in our hearts, Lord God, that even after we have worked so hard, it will be something that we do regularly. Slowing down, stopping, pausing at a time reflecting, meditating on you. Thank you because you are also very eager to meet with us. So wonderful in that verse eight that says, good and upright is you, Lord. You will even instruct sinners in your ways. God, you even want those who want to encounter you to come. Those who want to meet you. Those who want to accept you as their Lord and personal Savior. You are also interested in them. The Bible says you will guide the humble in what is right. And that's what we are saying. We are humble enough, Lord, for you to guide us in what is right. We believe you in you. Thank you because we know you have blessed us tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you.